Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Craig, are you ready? Hops, 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 everybody. That's right. Hops everywhere, including with the, let's see, we got some people selling hop crowns behind us. Yeah, I'm going to take a selfie of that right now. Yeah, we need to we need to post that. So while Craig's doing that, so we are coming to you live. Wait a minute, I'm trying to get in the picture while Craig's taking the picture. We are coming to you live from Single Hill Brewery in Yakima because we are here for the Fresh Hop Festival. By the way, last time we left people off, yeah, last time we left off last week, Craig was going to the Fresh Hop Festival. No, I was I'm not. Gonna, I'm just going to, Jeff, we just have to, we have to address what, <laughs> what just Jeff's happened. wife Sarah is, <laughs> is at the table. She just showed up, she's looking at Uber Eats and she saw that Baskin Robbins Baskin is on Robbins Uber Eats. Baskin Robbins will deliver. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyways, go ahead, Jeff. So anyway, last time we left off, you were coming to the Fresh Hop Festival, and I was not. And now I'm I'm coming to the Fresh Hop Festival, as evidenced by the fact that I'm in Yakima right now. Yeah. Welcome to Yakima, Jeff. This is Welcome my hometown. Yeah. This is where I grew up. Well, I can, Single I can, Hill was not here when I I can grew tell, because people here know you. Yeah. I, I've already have, seen that a couple yeah. times. Uh, yeah. Yakima is not a big town. I mean, it's it's not a small town, but it's it's small it's somewhere enough between that a small town and a if big you town. go to somewhere interesting, you'll probably see someone you know. And luckily, it, the people I saw today, I like. So, that's is cool. it a big little town or a little big town? Because um, you know the difference, I think right? Neither. I don't know. Neither. It's, it's like got to be one or the other. It's like a, it's like uh, I think it's a hundred thousand people or yeah, something. Yeah. So at like this point. okay, so like Puyallup, right? So I live. I mean, know, it's bigger than Puyallup. I live but in Graham. It probably feels like. It, it feels very small because, like, it. Odds are, if if you know someone, you you go to all the same places, and so when I come into town, I go to the same places, and then I see them there. So that that's Eastern Washington, though. That's Eastern Washington. Tacoma's the same way, though. Yeah. So honestly. that sounds to me like a big little town. Yeah, like it's, it's got that little, little town, town feel, yeah. but it's like Puyallup's like that. I always joke to Puyallup's like the biggest little town I've ever been around. Like it's. You know, it's like it, it's actually a pretty good sized town, but it's like it, it comports itself like a small one. Yeah. So anyway, so that's um, there's a lot of Yakima talk on this podcast. I don't know if you guys are into that, but uh, no, you don't think people be into the Yakima talk. Well, I mean, I feel like I've done a couple breweries from Yakima recently. <laughs> like they're getting that's tons true. of like Yakima. That bed, is but true. It is fresh up. Yeah. Weekend. It's fresh up season. We are here. There are just people from breweries just yeah. wandering around like everywhere in Yakima because they're all here to pick their hops and then they're here to sell their beer. Um, it's fantastic. Single Hill has a billion fresh hop collaborations. Yes, they do. Um, because That might be a little bit of an overstatement, but not much as I'm we, looking we, up we the should have right some. Now. We should have someone from Single Hill to talk about that in a little bit, but it's pretty cool. It is um, cool. By the I, way, should we, should we remind the people what show they're listening uh, to? I guess. Uh, this is... Fresh Hop Talk, <laughs> Craig Powers. No, this is podcast it's, versus it's everyone. It's going to be that for a few minutes. Probably. Yeah, this is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser. Hello. Across from the table with me is Jeff's wife Sarah. Sarah Newser. She's not in. She in, doesn't want to talk. She doesn't though. want to talk though. Maybe we can coax her into it later. Oh, we'll try. Uh, yeah, we're going to try. 
not sure. She's she's looking at me, shaking her head, like no, no, I don't want it. And if you see, it's it's that look. Amanda like, was supposed to be here, but it's B that wouldn't look take that a your nap, wife so. gives you. That's like if you make me, you're gonna pay for it later. Yeah. See, now she's not. So this should be a okay. fun one because Jeff and I <laughs> are already about four beers deep. I'm not quite that many. I'm on. Well, I'm I only am. on number two. Well, I'm about four beers. Yeah, deep you're already. about four beers deep. Four so of see. many today. All right, so you and I started out, well, maybe the one I started out with may not be the one you started out with, but I started out with the Holy Mountain collab. That is what I tried as well. So, yeah, Holy so Mountain in Seattle. Temple. So let's talk beer before we get into so the, yeah. the less exciting talk, like so, defensive so coordinators can and skip stuff past like this that. Part, yeah. As they usually do. Uh, <laughs> but it, we just do it for us. That's um, right. We don't care. We don't care. Um, so, yeah, I had the Cone uh, Temple. I had the Cone Temple from Holy Mountain. Holy so, Mountain. So they've been doing this, and I'll probably have them expand on it later. But they they basically they basically doing like a, a contest, and and Cone Temple was one of the top ones from Holy Mountain. Big surprise! No um, shock there. No shock. So yeah, that one uh, straight up smelled like weed. Yes, it did. So like when you when you had it before I had gotten mine, you handed it over to me, and I I, I took a I took a, a, a whiff, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, just, it smells yeah. like someone's stash, but it yeah. did not taste like someone's stash. It was very tasty. Well, yeah, as I said, like the best fresh hops generally just use them as aromatics and maybe a little flavor, but not so much bittering. So, right. so you didn't get like you didn't get too much of the flavor. But yeah, that was very nice. Uh, that was probably one of my favorites. Actually, probably my favorite is the one I'm drinking right now so far. It's a double IPA. So the 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 uh, the Holy Mountain was just a pale ale. This is a double IPA. It's yep. pushing eight percent. This yep. is from. Um, it's a collaboration with Pint House Pizza out of Austin. Uh, so basically they get all these breweries that come in that, uh, that come in to pick their hops. And because they're in Yakima, they stop, do a collab. Um, so uh, this is Pint House Pizza out of Austin. It's kind of, it's a hazy for sure. Yeah. Uh, very tasty. It's got the sweetness, uh, more of the sweet backbone, malt backbone, uh, because it's a double. Um, but it's very tasty. Probably my favorite one I've had so far. What about you? What are you sipping on right now? So I'm sipping on the uh, Flying Five. This is the collab with Georgetown Brewing. I had to, had to get my little Seattle fix in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Holy Mountain as well. Yes, Holy Mountain was also Seattle fix. But I was looking at some but of the other I, ones. Everyone that listens to this podcast will have had a Georgetown beer. Yes, and I do love I love Georgetown. Georgetown. So also, one of the things. I'm going to point out, dude, uh, well, before we get into Georgetown. Georgetown Johnny Utah Pale Ale won gold at Great American Beer Fest today. That's pretty so. awesome. That's fantastic. So one of the reasons why I love and support Georgetown is that um, you know beyond the fact that it's a it's a Seattle brewery, you know, and, and I'm a, a Seattle guy and a good brewery, um, is that they they uh, give back to the community a lot. And so one of the things they did last summer um, was they did their collaboration not it's not a brewery collaboration, but they teamed up with Pearl Jam to do. Uh, to do a beer, their Pearl Jam Pale Ale, which was fan- a really, really good beer. That was like, really like good. A, like a really surprisingly good beer. Um, they donated the proceeds, or I don't know how much. I don't know if it was all or most or whatever, but but they donated a significant amount of the proceeds to uh, homeless causes in Seattle, which was part right. of the home shows deal with Pearl Jam. And then another thing that Georgetown does, so my son, I, I, I can't remember how much or if I've talked about this on the podcast at all, but... Uh, my, my middle son, who is now 10, uh, had leukemia when he was younger. And so one of the things that as he is growing up, uh, one of the organizations that we continue to be involved with 
uh, post-cancer is uh, the Good Times Project, and so he gets to go to Camp Good Times every summer, and uh, it's it's totally free for families of kids who either and uh, who either are in treatment or out of treatment, and also their siblings, and so our family's just been like super, super, super blessed by them. Uh, Georgetown has done a Good Times beer each year, and the proceeds from that go to support uh, the Good Times Project, the Camp Good Times. So um, anytime I get a chance to support Georgetown uh, and I see their beers around, I I always try to grab one because I just, you know, I I love what they do. I love the way they, uh, they support the community and um, so I want to I want to give back to that whenever I get a chance, and they make damn good beer. They so. do, and yeah, they do a Bob's Brown beer every year. That's a uh, um, uh, all proceeds go to charity as well. Um, very cool brewery. Uh, so good job, Jeff. I don't know yeah. anything about what Pint House Pizza does. I just know I've been there in Austin, and they make good ass beer. So that's why I got that one. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that. Uh, Double Rodeo Dragon from Modern Times, maybe Ooh. next. Yeah, uh, that kind of caught my eye a little bit. That would be another double IPA. Yeah, just looking at the board, they have uh, collabs with Odell, Wander, Georgetown, Colshawn. Uh, that is Breakside Damn. and Modern Times. I know my you logos. Got good, you got good eyes. No, I dude, just know my I'm logos, like, man. I can't I'm like, read them. I just know I'm like my struggling logos. just a tiny. I mean, my contacts are I have pretty terrible good, eyes. But... I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> Let me take them off. Oh, there's there's a bar over there. <laughs> I when see. I take them off, I, I think know it kind of looks like a bar. That's the way, same way I am with. There are my signs over there. Yes, there are things in that general direction. All right, man. Um, maybe we should talk about Cougs. Maybe we should. You know, I don't know. Bye week. What what could we possibly? Have what to could talk we about? talk about? I'm know, not man. sure. Uh, uh, what? I, oh, hey, I heard there was a change on the coaching staff. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. What, what was that? The defensive coordinator resigned. How about that? No shit. No shit. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Trace, Tracy. Tracy. Uh, uh, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, like a, like a, Clay's, Clay's. Clay's. Yeah, like an art, like an art medium. Uh, yeah, or, or like, you know, uh, a soil. Yeah, like that too. Being here in Yakima, we do, you know, soil yeah. is important. Soil is important here. They probably in don't have much the best soil, soil in the here, world though. here. Yeah, in yeah apparently. Um, but yeah, so uh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we, it's we're funny. joking, but yes. It's, it's funny. So uh, in the summer, we would always be like, we didn't know what we would talk about. Right. And then something would happen. Something and we'd have always something to talk happens. About. And so for the bye week, we were really going to do like a general like season recap so far. And but we didn't really know what to talk about. Yeah. And then Tracy well, I mean, Clays a, Yeah, resigns. I mean, a week ago we were sitting down going, all right, well, I guess let's talk about Utah. And then next week we'll just sort of be like, okay, it's the first chance to kind of set expectations for the rest of the season. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just sort of, yeah, we'll just kind of take a big picture view as we go forward since we want to have a game to talk about. And then the defense coordinator goes ahead and quits and or, or is fired or some combination thereof. And so now, yeah, yeah, let's like we haven't talked about the defense enough. Let's talk about the defense some more. Yeah, you want to talk about the defense or you want to talk about <laughs> him quitting? What? I mean, well, let's talk. I guess let's talk about him quitting first. Right. Because so, yeah. that, that's most important. This, this is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. So Tracy Clays wants to be a head coach again. I think that's true, but a lot of that would he he would have to have the success like he had last year again, possibly continue to have that, and that would make him appealing possibly. as a head coaching candidate for someone. This season has has been and most likely would continue to be 
an awful defensive season. It's a train wreck. And Tracy Clays is a defensive coach. Like yes. you, you know, you usually have your offensive and your defensive coaches. Uh, he's a defensive coach. Um, if I'm Tracy Clays, and we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago as well. Um, if I'm Tracy Clays, like, I don't really, like, do you want to be attached to that? By the way, I think there's another Butte brand hat over there. Yeah, I'm wearing my Butte brand hat. What up, hat. Britain? Um, Doing it that for one's the brand, Britain. gray over there, dude. I don't know. But anyway, so, so yeah, tra- so if I'm Tracy Clays, I'm thinking, I don't want to be attached to this. Like, I don't want to be attached to this defense that ends up 80 90 whatever right. and, and SP plus right. gives up give get impact 12 play gives right. up 40 plus points a game yep. or whatever you know yep. um, he didn't want to be attached to that so yeah get get the hell out of there right and uh, so that's that's the side where you could say yeah, like maybe he's like I need to get out of here there's obviously more to that though yeah I mean it's so as I said on the podcast last week I said when I watch this defense what I see is dysfunction. Like right. some like something's wrong. It's not now. Are we less talented than last year? Absolutely. I think that's. I, I I don't think you can argue that we're not. Like I don't think that's possible. But I do think that it's possible to say that you the, the personnel losses do not suggest the falling off of a cliff that has happened this year. And so when you right. say okay, so the defense has fallen off a cliff, so you ask why this happens. Well. You know, you got a whole bunch of dudes on the back end who look like they don't know where they're going. You got a defensive line that's not, you know, they're not overly small, and yet they are sort of all over the place. You got linebackers that are missing tackles, including, you know, I know Jihad Woods is like leading us in tackles right now, and he's had some games where he's made a lot of tackles, but I think if we're being very honest, he hasn't been great. Also, you know, when there's a lot of plays, there's a lot of tackles exactly. to be made. <laughs> when your defensive line is not making tackles, your Someone's linebackers are going to make them I all. I guess it's better than your safeties making that them all. That is better than the safeties making them all, but still, it's like... But we have had uh, uh, Beekman, I believe, led in tackles yeah. uh, one game. and Yes. And so I, I just kind of looked and I went, something's not right. Like, something is wrong. And now I think what we see is, so from Clay's... Clay's gave a tweet sent a tweet that said you know no i'm not you know it's not health it's not personal issues it's not anything else it's just difference of opinion on how to solve this going forward and the cougs deserve i don't even remember what the rest of it was but the cougs deserve you know whatever to to, for me to get out of out of the way and and to be able to fix it so what that sounds like to me and this is something that jesse casino who writes for us uh you know, kind of throughout there. And I think that that sounds very plausible to me is this idea that, you know, Leach maybe had one idea of how to solve this and Clay's maybe had another idea of how, how to solve this. And that really wasn't reconcilable. This idea that Leach wanted to do it one way and Clay's wanted to do it his way. And, and I get the sense this doesn't seem, it doesn't seem at least on the surface acrimonious. It doesn't seem like somebody was forced out or whatever, um, it just seems like something was wrong and someone had to go to fix it. And I don't know if this will fix it. I mean, I'm sure we'll kind of talk about that. But, um, you know, there's nothing about this move that makes me think this is going to make us dramatically better. Right. Um, even if they bring in someone and again, we'll, you know, float some of this stuff. But, you know, a name that's already been floated is Jim Levitt, who's doing like basically consulting work with, I think, Florida State. 
you know, if you bring him in as your D coordinator. Well, we know he's pretty good against the air raid. But. Yes, we know that. But it's like, you know, if a guy just shows up for half a season and, and really all he's doing is calling plays versus, like, like, I don't know how much better that can actually make you. So, you know, for people who are like, want, you know, wanted their pound of flesh, then I guess this makes you feel better. But yeah. I also don't, this doesn't make me feel like things are going to immediately get better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't. I don't have that feeling either. Um, you know, uh, one thing we've talked about off the podcast is uh, Clay's style versus Grinch's style, and that Clay's has been a head coach. Probably what we've heard is he's ran the defense more as like a CEO of the right. defense and less of a, you know, getting in with, uh, you know, because Grinch came straight from being a defensive backs coach right. and, and still had that sort of mentality as a coordinator and so clays is not clays is not in tune with every player and not he's kind of letting his position coaches coach and because of that i don't feel like a lot's gonna change like because right you take out the ceo then yeah he's calling plays and you know making those famous halftime adjustments or whatever and so but other than that like it's still we still have the same players there's they're all still being coached by the same guys right um maybe when it comes down to and i I want you to talk about this because i know you have thoughts on this when it comes down to uh the players on the field right that may be the one thing that we could see potentially change so what do you think about do you think we could see maybe you know some of those younger faster guys instead of the experienced guys that knew the system it largely depends i think on who was making the decision on who was or wasn't playing right you know so was clay's the one making the decision about who was playing was so for example obviously the big one that everybody talks about is lamont mcdougall right right so you're like okay lamont mcdougall's not playing this year 300 pound mcnugget in the middle like, why isn't he playing, right? This guy was a freshman All-American, whatever. Why isn't he playing? Okay. So as we've talked about before, like, at, on, on some level, if your most talented guys aren't playing, and not just one guy, but kind of a little bit in different spots, if the guys who are your most physically talented guys aren't playing, is that is that on those guys or is that on the coaching staff? You know, if there's one guy that doesn't get it, okay. If there's multiple guys that aren't getting it, then you kind of wonder, okay, so who's making that call? So the question here is, you know, was Clay's making the call on some of these guys as far as personnel, or was that the position coaches? You know, tough to say, right? Like, you know, we don't know that yet, and and obviously this Saturday, you know, will give us that answer, right? We'll be able to see, okay, so who's playing? Is it the same guys? Is it different guys? If it's different guys, then Clay's was the one making the call as to who, how the personnel rotations were going to go. Um, if it's different guys, then I think we have a sense of, okay, you know, if there's dramatic personnel shifts, for example, one thing that I saw today suggested, Kook fans suggested that uh, Skylar Thomas moved back to free safety. Okay. Like maybe, right? And I don't know that uh, Skylar Thomas was great at free safety last year, but, yeah, you know, but is he better than Bryce Beekman? Probably, probably right at this point. So maybe moving him he back. He certainly there. isn't great in his position he's at. Now. And it's not like he's been great at nickel. So okay, so you put him back. In free. So anyway, so if you see sort of, you see Travian Brown play a middle linebacker. If you see, 
you know, Lamont McDougal getting more snaps. Yeah, or Dallas that wide Hobbs, receiver number right? in the middle. So you start seeing some of these guys. If you start seeing some of that, you start seeing some more Willie Taylor. You know, you start seeing some of this stuff. I think we definitely saw more Dallas Hobbs against Utah. We did. We did against Utah. And and a little. I played I, pretty we, well. we, we've seen a little more Travion Brown. A little bit. He was in on obvious passing downs yeah. against Utah. So anyway, so we'll we'll get a sense of that. But I, I will say sort of bottom line that having uh, Rock Bell and Tony, who's I think is the only other the only guy on the defensive staff who has coordinator experience. Right. Uh, my guess is he's going to be involved with he's going to be the play caller would be my guess. And then I know that Darcel McBath, who's the uh, secondary coach, um, he'll I know he's sort of co-defensive coordinator as well. So my guess is he and Bell and Tony will sort of share the game planning uh, you know, responsibilities, and then Bell and Tony will handle the the calls on game day. I, look, none of that makes me feel like this is going to get immediately better. I don't know about you, but that's sort of where I land. Is it okay? Fine, but this I, I don't know. That doesn't make me feel like this is going to get better immediately, even if there are personnel changes. No, yeah, I, it, exactly. I, it's they're still going to run the same defense. They're still like. It's still the guys that they have. I, it's it's that you're not going to instill some sense of discipline. Obviously, the the, the tackling has been tr- atrocious this season, and, right. and uh, so that's not going to suddenly change. Thank you. Um, it's not going to suddenly change. Um, so it's yeah. We, I mean, we're still in for what we had already accepted. I think post UCLA is that. We're in for a ride of we're going to score and they're going to score. And, yeah. And we just hope there are, you know, those games against Utah for the offense. That's, you know, an outlier and we'll keep seeing them. And right. I, you know, I believe that they'll continue to score. And obviously, the score against Arizona State, and we'll get into this next week, but like we'll get um, the score again, or later this week, but um, the score against Arizona State is going to be lower just because what Arizona State does. Right. Um, which is similar to what Utah does, but with that, with less with, talent. With less talent. Um, yeah. So it's uh, so yeah. I just you know uh, it'll be really interesting this week. Obviously, um, people want to say that the program is in uh, just uh, disarray because they they conflate Leach's comments after Utah right. with with Tracy Clay's leaving. I don't think. Those two things have nothing to do. Yeah, with I don't each think other. they have anything to do with them. Um, I think maybe uh, WSU getting you know, ten plus yards per pass again had more to do with that, right? Um, and just maybe Clay's being like, "I have no answers here," right? Um, and maybe Leach saying, "You should do it this way," and Clay's right. like, "I don't believe that," and right. so let's just not do this anymore. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know if it's better. To do it now, if it's better, just write it out till the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, know, I don't know, man. But well, and you know, something so something super funny is we didn't talk at all on last week's podcast about the fat, dumb, stupid comments. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> some of that. So, from my perspective, some of that was you know just whatever. Everybody else is going to talk about it and and just you know flip out about it or wring their hands over it or clutch their pearls about it or whatever. But you know, some of that was. You know, again, the idea that we, we are sort of numb to the leech stuff. And, well, maybe not even right. numb's the right word. Like, it's just like we're used to it. Yeah. And we didn't, I don't know about you, but I heard that and just went, okay. Like, like he's not, 
calling them literally fat, dumb, stupid, entitled. And he's, he also said, which hasn't been printed much, he said it's his fault. Like immediately right, after he that. did that's say not the part of the quote that got printed. And right, like, of course that's not what got printed. Is he's like it starts with me, and which he always says, even like back to the the Utah game. No, you I know, literally eight and years you, ago. You, you read the same article. I read an article where someone like where someone was talking about how he and like literally one of the first things they said is but he won't take responsibility it's and like, it's like okay, he literally just, took responsibility five seconds after that yeah so anyway so but i will say that it's not it's definitely not something that's um you know i don't think those things are connected like you said i don't think this is a team in disarray the fat dumb entitled thing is just him sending a message and by the way i think that it's i i am if I was to bet, I would think he was sending that message much more toward the offense than he oh, was toward yeah. the defense. And I think it was more about the receivers than anything else. Because they could not win a one-on-one matchup to save their life in that game against Utah. Right. And that's that's a personal affront to him if they're not working you know, hard enough to get open. The fumbles and all that. So, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't think this signals some doom of like dysfunction I don't either um, we've already talked about how there's you know there just there was there was a talent drain and I, I think I'm I've come around to accept the fact you know and we talked about how Sutra on on the Coup Talk podcast yep. was kind of posited that after uh, UCLA and you know, I'm coming around. Yeah, there's definitely a talent drain on the defense, but there's definitely more going on on the defense, yeah, as you no said. No doubt. Um, uh, as we said, nothing, not much is going to change. Uh, going. I just forward. don't know what can change. Yeah, I just right? I don't know. Either, like outside you know? of personnel. Because well, the 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 the, uh, the position coaches are still there. They're they're still the guys talking right. to the guys. And if you're worried about recruiting, Clay's probably did next to no recruiting. So Correct. don't worry about that. I know. Somebody um, was like, oh, this is going to kill recruiting. And I'm like, yo, he's not recruiting. They like, probably, it's the position coaches that recruit. Like, yeah. don't worry about that. And it's and the relationship not, with those guys that yeah. recruits really lean on. Yeah, so like, don't Yeah, stress they bring that. in Leach for certain things, but Clay's is not in there. He's no. not the face. We he have may every, have been involved in evaluation, person. but... Yeah, he's not out there recruiting. And well, well, Jeff, would you uh, like to rampantly speculate about who the next defensive coordinator would be? Yeah, I would not. <laughs> I mean, okay, so when Mike Bresky got fired, it's it's funny. Like, so having done Cook Center now for for ten years, right? Actually, eleven years. Eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah, we had our eleventh birthday in August, that's which 150 is like fifty in blog years. Yes, that's one hundred fifty in blog years. Um, you know, there's certainly an element of you learn some things along the way. Well, one of the things I learned was the last time we fired a defensive coordinator and we tried to figure out who they might hire. Well, sorry, obviously we didn't fire Alex Grinch, but, you know, when we fired Mike Bresky, we all went, oh, God, who are they going to hire? We tried to figure out. We tried to float names like Kook fan does this thing, right, where it's like here's a list of ten names that might be considered. And what I've learned is that that stuff doesn't matter at – like. Like, none of us are familiar enough with coaches' names and who knows who. Now, what we do know is that coaches tend to favor people they know or people they've worked with or someone they've worked with who worked with that person, right? So, but the Alex Grinch hire didn't fit any of that, right? The Clay's hire fit that in the sense that he knew Jeff Phelps, right? So, so it was someone who worked with someone who works with you. 
that's how they landed on that. So, you know, to to try and run down a list of names at that point, you know, it's just kind of silly. It's a little silly. And I think, you know, I'm I'm, kind of not real big into trying to figure that out. Somebody, again, we mentioned Jim Levitt. Somebody mentioned that name. He was the defense coordinator at Oregon, right? He had been the defense coordinator at Colorado when Colorado was good a few years ago. Um, So, you know, yeah, you bring in a guy like that for the rest of the year, you know, maybe. But at this point, you're kind of stuck. Like, I don't, with half a season to go, I don't think there's much that can happen. And I think you just... You know, you just sort of wait it out. I know that Leach talked over the summer about what he looks for in a defensive coordinator. He basically described Clays, uh, didn't really describe Grinch. So he talked about, like, a guy who, like, is really committed to his system and has a proven track record and all this stuff. When Grinch got hired, he got hired basically because nobody else would touch the well, job. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that is, uh, like, what's the state now? Like, so when Grinch got hired, it just seemed like you could not possibly be successful at right WSU. like nobody wanted to touch that but, job but, it's why so, it took like a month and a half the reason to fill. clays would come in after grinch left is because grinch very much had success and right and obviously was moving up in his career right and it looked like it could be you were taking over something that was okay but but what with what the defense looks like this year does that walk some of that back does it walk all of it back or do are we are we uh are, are we back to the point after Bresky was fired, or are we are we are we better off than that? And I don't know how other coaches look at it, right? So, like, when you're trying to attract another defensive coordinator, are you going to be able to convince someone like this is just a one-off? It was dysfunctional. It was problematic. We still have talent, or are they going to? So, is that going to be the aberration, or are they going to look at Grinch as the aberration? Right? Are they going to go right. well? Grinch came in, did his thing, and that's because he was actually really great. Look at what he's doing at Oklahoma. You know, so that's actually the aberration. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know well enough. I don't know coaches well enough to say kind of where this ends up landing because it, it's one or the other. Obviously, we're all hoping it's the people look at it and go, oh, look at what Grinch was able to do. I can also do that. That's what we want. Hopefully, they don't look at it and go, eh. I don't know. Tracy Clays uh, knows what he's doing. That turned into a mess. So I I don't know. You know, I don't know. I I know that whoever comes in knows that defense is always going to take a little bit of a backseat to offense. So I guess guess we'll see. Uh, If I was to guess, if I was to, like, guess on the odds of what was going to happen, I would guess we end up with another sort of young up-and-comer like Grinch who thinks that he's, you know, he's, he's got the secret sauce and, um, not a guy like you know. Again, I keep saying Jim Levitt just because he's kind of the name that's out there. He's a guy who's or a guy like Clay's was right. Like he's not employed right now. Right. I I would bet it's it skews more towards Grinch than it does towards an established coach who who has a track record. So, all right. Well, um, I'm really excited to have a game to talk about. Yeah. Uh, again. Me uh, too. I I just uh, we're we're not gonna. We're, we can see what the defense does, and we can see all that um, this weekend, and and that'll be that'll be great. We can talk about football again, and not about politics, which is essentially what we're talking. Yeah, about which right is essentially what we're talking about. So, all right, well, uh, yeah, break. Yeah, let's take a break. Go get another beer. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. All right. And we're back, Craig. All right, and we have guests now. We have guests. It's the beauty of recording on site. 
looking to have people over. We have guests. We even bought two more microphones this time. Yeah, we're just randomly grabbing people that were hanging <laughs> around. And turns out we knew them. We know these guys. Friends are in attendance. That's right. So we've got uh, we've got Rob and Brian from Flatstick Pub with us again. They, so guys, they followed us to Yakima, just just waiting, waiting with mics in hand to be on they, the podcast. They heard we were going to be here, yeah, and they were like, "We got to be there." We felt it. Actually, we had no idea, but it's great <laughs> to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually the truth. Like yeah. it was. It was uh, it was like, hey, let's go to... Craig is like, let's go to a single hill. Okay, great. And then it was like, hey, Flatstick's going to be there. Cool. I wonder if Rob and Brian are... Rob and Brian are First there. Cool. Here we are. Yeah. How you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, we're uh, over here for the Fresh Hop Festival. We brought our, our uh, Flatstick mobile trailer. Yes. So we drove that across the mountains and been here in Yakima since yesterday. We're over at Bale Breaker yesterday with our uh, putting contest mobile, Flatstick mobile. We're here at Single Hill today. Doing the same. 65 beautiful degrees, day. sunny. So, yeah, we're Great happy day. to be here. Yeah, so the mobile is, uh, it's like a, like a mini golf game, right? Like, so you got to. So we got to hear, I, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm looking right at the leaderboard, and I don't see JN on the no, leaderboard. No, no. So I did what get happened three. there? I did get three, so I could have been Six. on the board. But it was, it was actually, okay, so the first one I drained. And Brian wasn't even looking because he thought I was taking a warm-up one. And I was like, no, I made that. I want that That's one. That's what they always say. It hasn't been verified. I was like, I made that one. <laughs> I don't want a warm-up. And then My the hand next was two, wet. And then the next two, I didn't even get to the hole. So it's kind of like having your birdie putt and leaving it short, and that's... That's pretty much the cardinal sin, right? you got to at least give it a chance to go in. Yeah, I'll definitely tweet out a picture of the. Uh, of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. whole trailer setup, it's, uh, just imagine a giant transformer-type trailer where it opens up, has bars on each side, yeah. and it has a mini-golf inside, mini-golf hole. It definitely looks like a transformer, like it's going to fight someone yeah. a little bit. You should see us setting that thing up. It feels like you're fighting. It's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, definitely, it holds our, uh, our golf cart, Bogey. Yeah. That's B- Bogey's, uh, our golf cart's name. We brought him out here. He's having a good time. Bogey's here. Yeah, he's got you know people hanging out drinking beers and Bogey. Yeah, I can see that. And so the winner today will take home a $100 flat stick gift card and a $100 single hill gift card, and then uh, 50 and 25 for second and third. So That's pretty Unfortunately, awesome. if you're listening to this, we've probably already given those awards away. Yeah, by the yeah. time anybody hears this, they will already be won by somebody else. Yeah. Sorry, you're not getting that money. Yeah. But you guys, I'm sure, will bring it to another place. Well, we'll be yeah. around. Yeah. Tell us, uh, so tell us a little bit about what uh, Flat Stick's up to, what you guys got going on. I know you got Spokane coming up. Like, give us yeah. an update. Yeah, so right now we've got a lot of stuff on our hands right now. We've been, um, this whole summer's kind of been, we call it festival season. We've been taking this trailer kind of everywhere. Um, we've been going to different breweries, different festivals, beer festivals, uh, South Lake Union Block Party. It's been awesome for us, kind of getting a lot of exposure and trying to help grow the brand. Um, with Spokane opening up, that's going to be our next uh, adventure. That's opening up here at the end of November. Uh, that's what we're aiming for. And then Spokane and Bellingham, we're looking at spring of 2020. So Bellingham and Tacoma, sorry. Uh, but yeah, those will be opening up. We're still working on those, getting everything all set up. Henry, who does all our art and our, uh, all of our flat stick pubs, he just finished his murals in Spokane. So that's kind of a big, important part of Flatstick, and it's looking awesome in there. The mini golf course in there is going to be, I think, going to be my favorite one that we have yet in Spokane, and we're definitely super excited to be closer, to, a little closer to Pullman, too. Yeah. So I think Spokane, all your listeners out in Spokane out there, we're uh, 
Coog Bar is coming for you, it's so looking, get yeah, ready. It's going to be a fun one. There's going to be ready. some fun, fun games in Spokane. I, now, I assume the, the mini golf course in Spokane's got a little Spokane flavor. So what kind of what kind of Spokane flavor did you guys add to that? Sober. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I mean, I don't know all of the details. I've seen the designs, and they're really, really, really dope. Uh, I believe Doomsday Hill might be in there. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> Monroe Street Bridge, perhaps. Very cool. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely going to be some Spokane flavor in that course, and it's a... Uh, there's a new company that's building it, and they're, from all indications, they're doing some great work. So we're excited for it, and uh, we're excited to see the new games, too. I just saw a sneak preview of a couple of them yesterday, and they look really, really fun. Um, so, yeah, coming soon. Yeah, and I know that uh, I'm sure you guys will have Coog Watch Parties there, and they'll be pretty popular. But uh, um, you're, I know you're doing Coog Watch Parties now as well. How are those going? Coog Watch Parties have been awesome. Yeah, so, again, we do... We partner with uh, Holinsky Hope again. I think we mentioned that in the podcast before, yep. but just yep. a quick reminder to everyone. Um, so for coming in, we donate a dollar of every beer to Holinsky Hope Foundation. Um, last year we raised, I want to say, like $17,000 for it. So getting those cougs in is definitely donating to a good cause and the remembrance of Tyler and kind of what the whole foundation stands for. And it's awesome to get everyone together. Um, all of our locations, we do it. So it's a dollar of every beer. Um, during the time or that they're playing, so at the game, so awesome, yeah, it's been awesome. Now you just uh, so games are a big part of Flatstick Pub, and you were just telling us about a new game that's in development. Can you give Can you give a little preview of that? A little sneak peek. A little sneak peek. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the, the game hasn't been named yet, so I can't tell you what the name is. We're working on that as we speak. Um, but uh, it's it's a game where you can picture a couple of people standing um, in a big structure with uh, something that resembles a pitching machine, and they're firing away soft golf balls at targets with a moving um, windmill type of thing that blocks the shot. So the first one to get both of the targets you're shooting for to, to go down would win that, that match. Um, so more to come, but I did a test run on the machine yesterday, and I can tell you it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, we have that, and we have another uh, pop-a-shot-style putting game that's be coming up too so you'll be competing against one other person side by side uh there'll be different game modes different time attacks you can play so that one's coming up maybe uh we'll be able to send some pictures maybe to you guys maybe you can tweet them out yeah. maybe somebody can help us name these games too there we go so there we go well, that'd be yeah. the pictures get the, the audience help from you guys so i think that'd be super cool yeah definitely and uh and uh i know we have the that flat stick membership now and and uh that's pretty fun when uh i know i have a pioneer square after the uh after you know sounders games and stuff i love going and playing nine holes or whatever you know it's pretty fun i'm gonna throw this out there anybody that comes in and mentions this podcast you get a fifty dollar flat stick membership instead of the 75 dollar ah, there we go deals there we go out the deals yeah, I love it. Throwing them the out fly. there. Yeah, mention the podcast. Get your membership for fifty bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, mention the podcast, and then you can email either Rob at flatstickpub.com or Brian at flatstickpub.com, and we'll get you guys all set up with those fifty dollars memberships. So again, those go. are lifetime memberships, free games for life. Um, we do a lot of member socials, uh, a lot of member specials, twenty five percent off merch all the time. So yeah, it's super cool and. Definitely pays for itself really quick. So we have right now, I want to say, 4,600 members. So it's a big, growing community. Yeah. And as soon as Spokane and the other locations yeah. open up. That's awesome. Definitely looking to. So, yeah, yeah we're excited. And 
And I, and I just want to stress again, in case you're listening and don't realize this, this is a Coog-owned and Coog-run business, right. and that's why we like to have them on here. That's right. So since, so since it is, how how y'all feeling? Like, are you are we feeling are we feeling okay? We feeling down? How you know, we feeling now? I've, I've been through a lot of Coog seasons over the That's years, right. right? And uh, so it takes you a couple of days, but towards you know, I'm getting I'm getting, I'm getting back into it. I'm ready for the game next week. I think we're going to come back and uh, take take it down to Arizona State and show them that we can still play ball. That's kind of my thing. That's that's sort of hilarious. Like, okay, so you and I are about the same age. Mm-hmm. We've yep. seen some shit. We've seen some shit. Like we've seen some shit, yeah. and so, but we've got some fans now who are a little bit younger, and I'm they the have spoiled one. They haven't seen the shit yet, and it's like you know they get a couple of games of shit, and they're like they don't know what to do with themselves yeah. right now. The ship sinking. That's <laughs> kind of what you know. I'm telling you, it's like the traffic at the website. Some of our podcast downloads, kind of the same deal. Like. They're like, oh no, oh my God, what's happening? And I'm like, yo, we still got a guy that can put up ten touchdowns in a game. (laughs) I mean, there's still there's still a lot of things that can be done this season. This can still be a great season. There's no reason it can't be for sure. I feel like for me, yeah, I've been definitely on the spoiled side with how many great seasons we've had in the last couple years since I'm a recent graduate, but. I'm also a pretty good loser. I mean, I'm the number one Mariners fan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> nothing uh, nothing no. prepares you better. All that, that no, old Don I'm, James I'm okay quote about, like, being a Coug prepares you for life. No, being a Mariners yeah. fan is what actually prepares yeah. The Mariners have never won anything. So, anyway, continue. Hey, we're looking, though. 2021, our, uh, we're look, our prospects are <laughs> looking pretty good. So, well, Yeah, right. how, how are you feeling? At recent graduate, I know you. once you start at WSU, it's been nothing but bowl games and 8 to ten, eight to 11 wins. So what? when we get these two, you know, you have a heartbreaking loss and then just getting the ass whooped, like how do you feel at that point? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just keep telling myself there's a lot of football left. Like that's one game. It, it sucks, I think. Obviously, being unranked and whatnot now, it's kind of it is just a number. But there's a lot of football left, and I, I me, my friends, everyone, I think we're still confident in our our team, and I think we we still have a lot of potential to go far this year. So I think everyone's got to stay positive and just continue to just support. You know, let's don't fall off. Let's keep it going, keep the train going, and move on to next week. Yeah, the hot topic, of course, is the defensive coordinator change, right? So I mean. Obviously, like, none of us are, like, schematic experts on defense or whatever. But, I mean, do you feel like that that this makes you feel – does this make you feel like the defense maybe might get better? Or do you just sort of feel like, I don't know, lateral move? I mean, how does does the defensive coordinator resigning after five games make you feel about the rest of the season? I'm I'm typically a guy that's keep the glasses half full, so I'd like to think we're going to get better. But sure, we'll we'll see. You know, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think they can get any worse in the tackling department. So no, hopefully they get a guy in there that can Agreed. teach tackling. No, I don't think that's possible. Actually, yeah, this is definitely the worst tackling Coug team in five quite a years, while. At least. Yeah, yeah, at least five years. Yeah. 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 Rob, how about you? I I mean I totally agree with that too. I mean. You only hope it gets better, but at the same time, I don't see why they would make that move if they didn't think something was going to change in a positive manner. So I think we just got to wait and see, and I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah. So so let's talk about something happier. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> now we have Sundays. We're still 3-2. and two. Anyway, We're still 3-2, but Seahawks. now we have Sundays. I mean, Seahawks. 
but we got the mustache. Oh. How, how, how has it been, like, how crazy has it been just Minchu to watch that Mania. Minshew Mania? It's a national thing now, like, when it was just kind of our thing last year. I think it's just, I mean, that just shows you the East Coast bias in general, you know. Right. He goes over there, and it seems like no one's ever heard of him. Right. And you're like, we've been he saying 4, this. 4,800 yards last year. I mean, it's Fifth crazy. Heisman. That completion percentage and a mustache will do for you. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, <laughs> winning a Rookie of the Month last month, that just shows you he's... I mean, we've been believing it. Hopefully, the rest of the country believes it. And it's kind of nice, to be honest. He's, he's on a team that it's kind of easy to root for when they win on the yeah. drags. And I really like their team, the way they put together. And I think he definitely brings that attitude. I don't know. He just brings that swagger, him and yeah. Leonard Fournette together. So, it would definitely you, be worse if he played for, like, the Arizona Cardinals or the 49ers or something. Oh, exactly. for sure. You know, I saw there, uh, these one sports books got him as the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year now. Yeah. So... Minchu Mania, let's go. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be wild? Well, we'll see if uh, Sam Darnold is out week seven. So uh, it'd be fall <laughs> yeah. versus Oh, uh, that's yeah, a Minchu, very right? real possibility. Luke Fox getting another start yeah. this weekend. We'll see week. how that goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll That'd see, be awesome. We'll see if he, if he decides to throw the ball more than 10 yards in the air. Yeah. Not really sure about that. Classic. But. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll... Uh, Maybe he'll feel adventurous this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny watching the you know the reaction to Luke starting versus Minshew starting. Obviously, yeah. Minshew's had a hell of a lot more success, but I, I think there's just kind of this, it's probably the recency and then the fact yeah. that Minshew was only around for one year, he can wear out his welcome in, in any way. And, and some yeah. people, oh, I see a purple shirt over there, by the way. We're not letting them in, right? I don't, I don't know. The single hill Wait, guys. Wait, is a are Husky fan next to a Houston Astros fan? I don't, I don't know what's going on there. The hell but, are we doing uh, here, anyway? But yeah, cut off. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's nice to have Minshew, and and uh, it's funny when I was taking the Uber over here, uh, I was talking to the guy about WSU, and he's like, "Oh, how about the Minshew? Minch? What is it?" He goes, "Mincha, Minshew, Minshew." What is it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Minshew. Yep. And here we're in Yakima, so the guy couldn't pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so that's all people want to talk about. Yeah. So it's fun. You know, it's fun to have that fun thing. We have this pride in yeah. it. Now we're all Jags fans, so that's yeah. pretty cool. And yep. it's kind of what you're talking about. Like, NFL, I like, this is sort of, like, underscored for me that NFL fans, NFL media don't really – there's not a lot of overlap between that and college fans and college media, right? Because, like, I watch lots of both because of the Cougs and the Seahawks. But, like, apparently around the country that's, like, not a thing because – like, you know, Gardner was, he was fifth in the Heisman. You know, we had the game day experience, right? And that game wasn't on in the middle of the night. That game started at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. You know, so you would think that a lot of people would have already been familiar with him, but apparently not. And so, you know, good for him that he's doing what he's doing and convincing people. And, you know, if anybody's able to sort of balance the, the, the sort of sudden celebrity with being able to stay focused on what he wants to do he seems like he seems like the guy to do it he seems like oh, the kind of guy that can handle it so has anyone else ever seen a rookie wear that stuff off of the airplane like no like that's, that's what's that's, crazy yeah he's completely and comfortable and i think it pushes on to the rest of the team like all right we have, we have a rookie quarterback but this guy is confident like yeah. this guy Who is this guy scarner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mitch you the truth yeah the way he was able to take you know take leadership with the team last year and then he's obviously doing the same thing in Jacksonville. It's, it's he, he's just that guy, you know. He's that guy. Well, and the thing is, like, you can't get away with that if there's not a lot of substance behind it, right? Like, I mean, if you're ever mm-hmm. in a, 
you know, if you're ever in a locker room or, you know, or a clubhouse or whatever, you know, your teammates have a pretty, uh, a pretty sensitive bullshit meter, right? You know, they'll figure you out pretty quick. If you're not the real deal, they'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, so for all the, you know, the jorts and the headbands and the jockstrap stretching and everything else, ultimately he's a good quarterback and he works his ass off and he earns his respect from his teammates. And, you know, you can tell that just the way that he goes about his business is uh, leads to a lot of buy-in from his teammates. You can't fake that. Can't, can't, can't wait to see that. where this thing goes. Uncle Rico. Yeah. That's right. Uncle Rico. Oh, you can buy our shirts. That's there, right. You way. can buy some Uncle Rico shirts <laughs> from <laughs> Breaking Team. We got to pay for these mics that we brought in That's for right. these guys. So <laughs> buy those shirts. That's right. Well, hey, uh, Rob and Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Have course. fun at our the pleasure. Fresh Hop Festival. Our pleasure. We will. Attendees. Oh, That's man. right. Yeah, we're at. We're done here at Single Hill around, what, four or five? Four, and, and then, then we'll be, uh, festival Then you can just five. go hang out and have fun. Try Resume festival season. We'll be awesome. uh, having fun out there. So Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, Fantastic. thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Guys. Go Kooks. Go Kooks. All right, I'm back. This is Craig. I am with Casey of Single Hill Brewing. Man, I appreciate you letting us podcast here. Um, oh, I know uh, I'm, I've known Ty, who uh, who's one of your uh, co-founders of this brewery since I was in high school, and um, I'm from Yakima, so I really appreciate it uh, that you guys have built this thing here. So go ahead and talk about talk about Single Hill, how you guys got started, what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it honestly started with uh, Ty Paxton um, and Zach Turner. Um, Ty Paxson's a Sealer boy. Um, he's a local guy that uh, went to WSU, graduated from WSU with a marketing degree. Um, just has a killer, killer um, mind for, for marketing, for uh, merchandising. Just this whole look of this whole place um, was just uh, yeah, a, lot man, of, the, a lot the, of his vision. The, uh, the branding is on point. It's yeah. beautiful, man. The logos, yeah. the the colors, like just this whole place looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Do, and do we need to talk how great Ty is anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a he's a great individual. Um, yeah. So uh, about you know twenty or so months ago, um, him and uh, Zach uh, made the decision to to kind of make this venture. And um, and prior to that, um, a little bit of Zach's background is uh, graduated from Reed um, in Portland. Um, and went to Colorado, made a bunch of uh, homebrew, um, and kind of used that as his resume, um, essentially. And eventually, Odell uh, Brewing um, hired him. Who I see you have a collab with yes, as well on yeah, the board. On the board right now. Yeah. yeah, they flew down here and did a collab with us. Um, yeah, what's it like? Um, I, I don't want to take you off, but like, it's like being a Yakima brewery during hop selection season. It's pretty incredible, man. It's pretty incredible. Um, just seeing uh, all of these brewers that we've known for years and years uh, come through and enjoy all of our beer and see their faces light up when they drink our beer. and uh, Great conversation, great friends. Uh, honestly, just a big all just these a beer, beer family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And then you get the Hop Fest, yeah. uh, which we're at. So, uh, yeah, back to Zach. So, Zach is your head brewer? Zach is our head brewer, yeah. And so he worked um, at Odell? And yeah, he uh, brewed for Odell for uh, several years um, and then eventually decided he wanted to extend his knowledge even more uh, 
and went went to work for YCH here in town, Yakima Chief Hops. Cool. Um, and learned all of the ag side of things, the hop side of things, um, which is um, just a a huge piece of who we are here at Single Hill. Um, uh, definitely putting light and shining a light on um, the hops that we use, why we use them, why Zach uses them, why our beer tastes the way it tastes. I mean, it's just we have yeah. uh, we have it all right here, and we're pretty lucky. Yeah, you know, um, I I was able to come here pretty early after you guys opened. I, you know, usually when I'm going to WSU football games, I stop, I stay with my family on Friday, and then I go out on. You know, I live over in Tacoma. But oh, I, nice. I, yeah. So so when I stop, I stay with my family, and I've made it a regular stop here. And really, right when you started, I could tell you had an experienced brewer. Um, like, it's one thing to have home brewing experience, but to have commercial experience, to know how those recipes translate, Definitely. the quality control of it all. You know, to, just to come out straight up, you guys had, like, multiple loggers on tap, and I'm like, that's the hardest shit to make. So I know that they have legit brewer. And obviously, in Yakima, you always have to have those pilsners on tap for when those brewers Absolutely. come through. But yeah, Absolutely. so yeah, yeah, it's 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 I, I I've been I'm super happy about what you guys have been able to bring to Yakima, my hometown. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. What about you? What, what's your role here? Um, so I take care of all of outer market sales. Um, I uh, when we first started, um, I ran the tap room here. Um, so I got them kind of started. My background is running restaurants and bars. So. I kind of helped uh, helped get the tap room up and running when we yeah. first opened, um, and then in October of last year, I moved into a sales role here locally, um, and then over the, the the next few months after that, we started venturing into Seattle. Right, um, I've been seeing I've been seeing you guys yeah, on Tapless. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Um, and then uh, we just hired uh, just a few months ago uh, Matt Vi. Um, and he's holding down all the local sales here now, and I'm all outer market. So I'm in over on the Seattle area for two days of the week. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. yeah. And this tap room is amazing. Like, it's you got the outdoor space, which is great for Yakima because it never rains here. Definitely. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's just uh, right here in the old, what is it, like the Sears Tire Shop? or what Yeah, was so uh, right next to us is the old mall, uh, downtown mall. Which every, anyone so from Yakima would know. It would know that, yeah. Um, and this was the J.C. Penney Tire J.C. Center. J.C. Penney, that's yeah. right. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the tap room essentially was, was the showroom floor. And then our brew house was uh, where all the automotive work happened, um, all the, the tire work happened. Um, so it's really such an ideal location yeah, it's, it's, and building. It's great, and it's yeah. great to have it in downtown Yakima for sure. And, uh, yeah, just a lot, the, you guys love kids, which is awesome. Yes, huge yes thing that was a huge part for yeah. us. Um, uh, they're not here today, but the five salsas is amazing. They're, uh, right there. That's our resident food their, truck. Their food is, is amazing, and yeah. they're even more amazing of yeah, people. So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty great. You know, um, I know what Ty. Uh, I've talked to him about. Like, you know, he's from Yakima, and then sometimes people move out of Yakima, like myself. Yeah, and, and uh, but he really wanted to come back, and it's yep. cool to see one dedicated to community and, and building a community. So absolutely, um, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, we're glad we're here. Yeah, yeah, you know, when I come visit Yakima, visit my dad, I got a place to go get good beer absolutely, and a cool place yeah. to hang out. So yeah, dude, Casey, I appreciate you absolutely uh, yeah. uh, coming on. I know you you kind of subbed in here. Yeah, but, uh, no worries. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely wanted you guys because you you know we you gave us a space to chat here. We've been yeah. drinking good beer all day. We're gonna go to that hop fest. And yes, enjoy We're all, all of that. Tonight, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I appreciate it, and um, 
We always say go Cougs. Oh, yeah, yeah go right. Cougs. Yeah, go all right. Cougs. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. You. Go Cougs, go Single Hill. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And we're back. Last segment, Craig. Yeah, it was cool to hear from uh, some Coug run businesses, you know, yeah. Coug involved businesses. Uh, it's been really cool to be here at Single Hill. I know. Awesome of them to let us kind of post up over here on a busy day. Yeah, it's lots super of people here. busy here. It's completely full. This is, by the way, I don't know if you guys talked about this when you talked with the Single Hill guy, but this is like a really cool place. We definitely did. Yeah. Like it is. So he corrected me. It was. It's not the Sears Tire Place. It is the old J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney. So this, what we're in, it was the showroom. The showroom. Yeah. For J.C. Penney. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. Like they got this like neat little indoor space. They got the garage doors that can open on a nice day, and it is a beautiful day. I'll have to bring you back when they have uh, five salsas here. That five salsas, tacos are delicious. Oh, so. I had I did have some um, I did have Mexican breakfast food. I had that the Michagas, which was amazing at. Uh, what backcountry cafe, right? Backwood. So backwood. There we go. Backwood cafe. All right. So see. you may have heard. Uh, so uh, we have special we have guests, guests for this last segment. Um, we t- convinced. We convinced a couple of people to join us. To, to give to give you a visual to my right. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you've definitely seen his face. That is before. true. Yep. Um, is, no resemblance, though. Is my dad, who is just uh, uh, looks like me, but he has gray in his beard. That is true. And he's uh, he's to my right, Dad. Say hello. Hello. How's everybody out there? Yep, out there, out in there. the world, and directly across from me. Yes. Jeff is to my left. Yes. Across from me is his much better half. Absolutely, the Sarah. Better half. Sarah, how are you doing? Oh, by the way, my dad's name is Steve. Sorry. And then we have Sarah, all the S's. Sarah, how's it going? Great. How's that root beer? <laughs> it was a great root beer. Sarah got a good root She got like a, a fresh brewed root beer because she doesn't drink beer. Had a good molasses flavor with an undertone of Ennis. That's right. We need, a little, we need a little root beer talk on the podcast. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, as long as Sarah's here. <laughs> yeah, because I can't drink beer. So we go to all the beer places and yeah. I can tell you what root, good water tastes stupid like. Stupid wheat gluten allergy. Have you ever tried root beer with vanilla ice cream in it? pretty good i don't know if that's a i've heard that that's actually quite good yeah yeah you know it's it's pretty good i've had it someone should give that a name yeah I don't what know. do you think we should call it sarah what about what about you dad what <laughs> vanilla ice cream i think i might call it uh ice cream with root beer uh that's very what if descriptive we called it, what, what if we called it a float that's stupid yeah, that's a bad idea. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So the last time we hang out, hung out at Beer Star, I had a kid tell me that they went out to Gig Harbor. What's the brewery out there? Seven Seas? Seven Seas. So Seven at Seas. Seven Seas, apparently, they have salt and straw, which is supposed to be a really good ice cream, and they had a salted caramel ice cream scoop in root beer. That sounds good. That does sound good, actually. I've also heard of people putting vanilla root beer into a stout. Definitely. Doing a stout float. 
Yes, I, I have definitely done that. Um, a stout. Float. I have not because okay. So I sit there and I think like, is it good? So Ty, Ty so uh, Ty, we so we we talked about you earlier. <laughs> you I talked about you with Casey. Cool. This but is I, Ty I'm glad from here. Single Hill. Um, Ty, Hello. who Hello. you heard about ten minutes ago, is now uh, clearing it, clean it, clearing our glasses. I am. I. Uh, I was actually supposed to be on this podcast officially, and I've been setting up for the hop but festival. But now you're officially and on I the got podcast. A call that we're jammed, so I'm I'm here. Yeah, it's pretty tables. busy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, go Kooks, by the go way. Go Kooks. Go Kooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Right on. Ty. Yeah. Good to have you here. Hey. Good to have you guys here. It's awesome. Yeah. We it's we, great. we we we. Talk. We have definitely we said some nice things about Hill. you earlier. <laughs> cool. And lots of nice it. things about Single Hill. It's been really nice uh, posting up in the corner here. Yeah. Watching everyone come through. And yeah, yeah. It's been a hell of a day for you guys, I imagine. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just you got, started. You got really. many, <laughs> many hours it's left. It's just begun. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, cool, man. Cheers. We'll let cheers. you get back to Enjoy. it. And yeah. uh, we'll talk to you I later. Walk by again later. You never know. Yeah. Awesome. All right, right. so that was Ty, the famous Ty. If you listen to the entire podcast, you heard us talk about Ty. If you made it to the end. If you made it to the end. Um, Dad, so um, we'll just, you know, this is our parting shot here. Uh, What what are you thinking on this? uh, Tracy Clays is out. Um, What do you think about the WSU defense going forward? Well, hopefully, we'll get somebody in here that can rally the guys and. Uh, instill, you know, some, you know, some tackling. Some tackling, yeah. That tackling would be good. That's the uh, main thing a defense needs to do. Uh, it's true. And they haven't, don't seem to be doing it lately. So hopefully we'll get some in there that, somebody in there that can rally the guys and get them going. All right. That's good. And Sarah, yeah. Here's the question that's burning inside me. What's it like to be married to a podcast celebrity? I don't know. Introduce me to one, and I'll tell you. Oh. Burn. Oh. Touche. That is cold. I will say this, though. The only reason I am here is because of you. So thank yes. you. Because, like, a week ago I wasn't going. Now I am going. And that's because of you. You suggested that. So What I heard was... Maybe you should just go to Yakima and drink beer with Craig. Craig. Yeah. That was your suggestion. That was a really good suggestion. That's pretty much how that happened. We were looking for somewhere to go this weekend because I'm only allowed to leave town during football season on bye weeks. Bye weeks are good. Bye weeks are good. Unless we're going to a home game, then we get to travel to those. So (laughs) I started trying to make plans and... I asked what Craig was doing this weekend on the bye weekend. That's right. He said he's going to be in Yakima drinking, drinking beer. beer. So I said, well, should we go to Yakima and you can drink beer with him? Yes. So I do have the best wife. That is for sure. No doubt about that. Her, her area of expertise, though, is not defensive coordinators, although she is an expert on tackling because I'm pretty sure there's been some tackling on the Real Housewives. Yes? Oh, no? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but this week it was just a gong to the head that gave somebody a concussion. Oh, wait, wait, a what? Yeah. Say that again, a they, what? A gong. A gong? Yeah, they were at a health retreat to find Zen, and one of the girls maybe was drunk, and then she <laughs> whacked another girl on the head with, with a mallet. With the mallet? Yeah. Well, she had a Dear bowl God. on her head, because I guess that's peaceful. 
Right. Right. Sounds par for the course. Yes. The reality is, though, I mean, look, like, okay, so, so, I mean, if you want to elaborate on this, you can. But, like, I'm not real big into, like, the Real Housewives or really any kind of reality show. But I follow sports, which are pretty much the same. Like, we got this Tracy Clay's drama. Especially at Wazoo. And actually, they're literally going to be on a reality show. Uh, That's also true. Also true. Um, So... Is there what what is uh, what is the diff is do you see any difference between sports and you know the Real Housewives or you know whatever reality show? Um, well, I watched reality shows to feel normalized because um, when I watch their madness, it makes my regular life seem most of the time seem really normal. Yeah, that is true. Um, and I think you guys watch sports and create drama in your life. So that is true. I guess that would be the major difference. Like one been, is to escape and yeah. the other one creates it. Yeah, because there have been so many times where I'm like, why do I do this? Right? Yeah, and like where your watching of sports makes children cry and <laughs> grown men cringe. Yeah, That's only happened like five or six times. Only like a couple weeks. Only like last week. Ask the average fisherman how much his activity <laughs> makes children cry. It's so true. Like, we, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I can't even. The first time I made a kid cry was Josh, so our oldest, Joshua. So I made Joshua cry when I was watching. Um, so do you remember that tournament that we played in, a basketball tournament, when Clay Thompson was, like, a sophomore? And we were, I cannot remember, but it was on some, like, Remember all the like the, when he was uh, a sophomore, that was the, the bikini barbershop, right? Remember that, like when the bikini was the barber an- wasn't that the Anchorage tournament? Mm-hmm. When he was a sophomore, he hit, he had forty six. Might have been, and they lost, and they lost. A, or are you remember. thinking the one in Hawaii? It was the one that was on the channel that had the bikini barbershop afterwards. I'm, it became like this like oh, running joke with all the kooks that are on the CBI, the CBI. Yeah, the no, C- it was the like a preseason. No, it was a preseason. No, 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 it was postseason. No, You're there was one that was preseason. Ah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, it He's was. Wrong. I made Joshua Arguing cry because like I yelled at Clay are. Thompson, I think, and yeah, I'm loud when I watch sports. Bikini Barbershop for all you longtime Kook Center readers. <laughs> also, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, all the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Man. All right, Dad. So Jeff asked what it's like to be the the wife of a podcast celebrity. What's it like to be the father of a podcast? Celebrity. I imagine there's a lot of pride involved. <laughs> Lots of pride. I mean, uh, you know, uh, my son, you know, it's nice to have a famous person in the family. That's never happened to me. So I'm really, you know, excited about it. Uh, maybe someday he can make me famous, you know, because he is. That'd be great. Well, but that's you're what we're doing the, right now. That's what we're doing right now. You're on the podcast. Steve, His name is Steve. We have my debut. <laughs> well, lots of people liked um, uh, when uh, when you and I were at the uh, my office on uh, on uh, that that uh, the night of the um, Northern Colorado game at at two in the morning when we watched the Huskies lose. Uh, you, you had some really funny um, videos uh, about. The Huskies losing, and, and a lot of people like those videos, yeah. Dad, so I think you're more famous than you people think. People who listen to our podcast tend to like that kind of stuff. That's, a, that's what we call sort of pandering to the crowd. Yeah. 
That's why we go, go Cougs every once in a while. That's right. That's right, everyone. Go Cougs. That's right. Go, go Cougs. Go Cougs. Absolutely. All right, so, Sarah, we got seven games left. How many more games do you think we're going to win this season? We're currently three and two. Where are we going to finish? You'll win six more. Six more. So nine wins. Six out of seven. Six out of seven. 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 Nine wins. Mm-hmm. Which one are we going to lose? Yeah. Who are you playing? <laughs> well, you know which one they'll lose. Just, just say, just say Apple Cup. No, we're winning the Apple Cup. Okay, I hate so when you guys say that. You're that's so why I love We're so playing much. a bunch You're of Pac-12. So we're playing so all optimistic. of the Pac-12 North teams. So just think of the Northern teams and Arizona State. So we're playing at Cal, at Arizona State, Colorado. Playing Colorado. Colorado. That's who you're so gonna we're going to lose. Homecoming. We're going to lose homecoming. Yeah, uh, man, that's going to be a bummer. But if we win the rest, okay. I don't right. believe we lose homecoming. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and win the rest. That is fine. I was going to say, thought, if someone presents that thought to exercise, me. Craig, if you got to go to homecoming, well, of and, course I am. And it turns out like shit, but you win the other six, including the Apple Cup. Good trade. Absolutely good, good trade. trade. Good trade. All right, Steve, what do you think? And well, How many- not just the Apple Cup, all the other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the Apple Cup is included in all the other games. All right, six games or uh, seven games left. Seven games left. How many are we going to win? Well, if they play like they have been playing, I'm going to say four. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Actually. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> pretty I'm good. okay. I'd be okay with four I would four probably take that. I'd probably take four and three right now. The rest of the way. That would be uh, seven wins at the end. Probably looking at, uh, I don't Vegas know. Bowl. Maybe the Vegas Bowl. Maybe, uh, maybe Vegas Bowl, Sun Bowl. I'm down Cheez-It for a Vegas Bowl. bowl. Let's yeah, go for Vegas it. Bowl. We might be down for a Vegas Bowl. Actually, what do you four think, Sarah? wins would be four conference Vegas wins. Bowl? Vegas Bowl? Sure. Sure, why not? I'll yeah. be there, Sarah. <laughs> oh, then I want to definitely go. That's I just right. wish we could go back to Boston together, Craig. Yeah. yeah we can drink ciders in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, that's another Don't story for another Craig podcast. Pick ciders for you. You'll end up on your lips. Craig was living in Vermont. And we went to Boston for uh, New Year's, and Craig came down and met us. And we drank high gravity ciders. We drank high gravity ciders and high gravity beers, and then we visited a chocolate bar. And my wife, I vaguely remember this, might or might not have walked out with chocolate without paying for it. I didn't know you had to pay for it. I thought they were free. Only after it seemed Craig free. It Jeff, looked like it was free. It was just sitting on the bar. It didn't have like a sign or anything with it. They were like right next to the napkins. When you go to a beer bar, they have to hand you the That's beer, right. but in a chocolate bar, apparently they put chocolate bars on the on the like, bar. It's and just it's, available for anyone. That's to right. Grab. I mean, no, you never know who's going to take. Would that be alcohol. called the honor system? I guess. <laughs> well, it was, then yeah, I was not so it was, it was after we left. It was after we left, and we all looked at each other and went, "Wait, were we supposed to pay for that?" <laughs> no, well, I we made it this far. Oh, well. to me, Sarah, we're like half a mile down the street that. now. Welcome to Podcast First and Everyone, the least integrity of all the key podcasts. That's right. That's right. It was very cold outside. That I'll is blame. true. It was like 22 It was New Year's Eve in Boston. Outside. It was not warm. That is true. All right. Anything else? Give us five stars. Dad, how cool is my daughter? Your daughter is the best. <laughs> exactly. That's not what he said when you were in line getting a beer. How dare he? <laughs> she is the best. Great at five stars. My yep, dad's five here. five stars are good. 
We like five stars. Jeff's wife is here. That's right. Helps people like, find the podcast. Would you, why would you not give us five stars? Subscribe. Right I don't know. Craig. I've had I can only roughly think of six ten, beers. I can only think of ten reasons why people wouldn't give us five stars right now. I, I can only think of ten bad reviews. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I think we should. Do Please that. write something when you do a five star review. That's right. We like those. Bad comments about the Cougars. Yeah. Or including our comments? Well, no, I've never said anything so bad. You never said anything bad about the coup. This is all positive. <laughs> Everything we said earlier about the defense yeah, is positive. It was positive. To the four people that are Absolutely. still listening. Okay, so subscribe. Please subscribe. And then once you subscribe, give us five stars. Um, give us them monies. That's right. Give us them pennies. That's right. Anything else? I don't know. All I got to say is go kooks. Go kooks. Go kooks. Go kooks.